somebody criticizes you, how do you respond? You have been criticized, right? Of course you have. This is something that I want to think about in this podcast, and I hope that you want to think about it as well. That's why I titled the podcast, A Gospel-Centered Response to Criticism. Thank you for joining me for your daily drive. I am Rick Thomas. I'm glad that you are here We live in a critical world. It seems like it is even more critical than it's ever been before. Maybe because of social media, more people have more public uh, megaphones than they've had before, and so we hear more than we used to hear before. I remember when I was a child, as I tell people, and you've heard this before, the world was so small then We lived out in the country in North Carolina, and it was just a handful of us, and we interacted with each other all the time. If we knew anything outside of our little country bubble, it was the newspapers, but newspapers aren't talking back and forth to each other like you can do on social media, Twitter, Facebook. But even in our real relationships, you're going to have relational friction with people. People are going to say hurtful things, and you're going to be criticized. And so I hope this podcast will help you. Now, if you would like to talk about this podcast or anything else that we have, our resources, that is, you're welcome to go to our website, rickthomas.net. And you can jump on our community forums. It's free to anybody who has access to the Internet And you can ask any question you want to pertaining to life and godliness. We are sanctification engineers. Uh, That's what we do. We, We focus on the area of sanctification. When you think about the Great Commission, going and leading people to Christ, baptizing them, teaching them all that Jesus taught, and then sending them out to go again, well, we focus on that little part of the Great Commission of teaching what Jesus taught. We're trying to do that. We do love to evangelize. We love to tell people about the gospel. But it seems like God has narrowed our focus down to helping Christians in the area of sanctification. Love evangelism and want to do it. Always talking to people wherever we may go because we're looking for an opportunity to share Christ. But inevitably, we always land back at the same place, and and that's helping Christians in their progressive sanctification. And so if you have a question, if you have something that you want to talk about, please jump on our forums and and you can ask that question. Let's talk about a gospel-centered response to criticism. Somebody corrects you, and it hurts. One of the most significant tips for you to remember, and here it is, this is the big idea in this podcast, is that God has already said the worst things about you on Calvary's Hill. When Jesus was dying on Adam's tree, it was a broad declaration that we are the worst of the worst and we can't save ourselves and even our good deeds that we do are polluted garments and we need a Savior and Jesus came to die on the cross. There aren't any more horrible comments that could be made about you uh, that are worse than what the cross says about us. And because of that, we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to hide. We have nothing to protect. Now, with the worst things already said about you, then whatever someone says on top of what Calvary's declaration already says, 
It can't compare with what God said about us in our unregenerate state. And so with that in mind, that's the big idea. Let me give you a couple caveats. I am not downplaying or minimizing the hurtful words from harsh people. I'm not. I know hurtful words from harsh people hurt, and I don't want to say that they do not matter. But what I do want to do is I want to establish a a presupposition, a starting point for receiving whatever harsh comments are made about you, toward you, to you. And this presupposition will give you a filter that you can run all of these negative comments through, whether they come from thoughtless individuals or helpful friends. You know, sometimes when helpful people come to us and say things, they can say it in hurtful ways. I've been on both ends of that, and you have too. You've received hurtful comments from helpful friends, and you've been one of those helpful friends who have hurt people. But then there's the other group, thoughtless individuals who really aren't on your side. But regardless of the comment, I'm not downplaying or minimizing hurtful words. Never want to do that. But we do need a gospel-centered filter to run those comments through. It's needful to remind yourself of how horrible you were before God imposed himself into your life. There's a lot of commentary about this in the Bible. Paul said, you are dead in trespasses and sins in in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That's Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. In chapter 4, starting at verse 17, he talks about how futile we were in our thinking And then in Romans 3, you know that very well. We were worthless, as Paul said. Verse number 10, 11, and 12. 23, for all of sin. Isaiah referenced that one earlier. All of our good deeds are like polluted garments. We need to remind ourselves how horrible we were. And Paul never forgot the condition of his soul before the the Lord found him. In 1 Timothy 1.15, he was the chief of sinners. That's the context for the following response. I want to share with you a response between two genuine friends who care for each other. Now, if you do not have this kind of reciprocal relationship, if you do not have a good friend that you can interact with, then I want you to ask the Lord to bring an authentic, redemptive friend to you. All right, let's say that someone has... A good friend has come to you and they have brought a correction into your life and they're disappointed in you because they found this thing in you, whatever it may be. And let's say that they are correct in their correction. I want to read a quote here. It's a little bit lengthy, but I want to read this to you. And this is how I want you to respond. Now, I have a lot of scripture in this quote that I'm going to share with you, probably maybe 20 different verses. And so if you want to read this entire quote, plus look up all the verses, you can do that. Go to our website, rickthomas.net. Look for this title, A Gospel-Centered Response to Criticism, and you can read what I'm about to share with you, and you can look up all these verses as well. And if you own this, if this is really how you think, you'll be free from the harsh corrections of other people, the unkind corrections, hurtful words. It is freeing to think this way. Remember the key idea, the most significant thing or the worst things 
about you have already been said from Calvary's hill. And with the worst things already said, then whatever anybody else says to you, well, you can receive it. You don't have to be tripped up by it. So my friend comes to me, and he he corrects me, and he's disappointed because of something that I did, something that I said, something that he sees in me. This is how I want to respond. Dear friend, thank you so much for being courageous enough to bring correction to me. I now know you loved me because of your willingness to fight through your fear of others' struggles to help me. The Bible is right. Fateful are the runes of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are profuse. Thank you for not being my enemy. You are demonstrating your friendship and affection for me by correcting me. For that, I am grateful to God for you. And even though I am thankful for your correction and realize you have brought some things to my attention that I need to work on, I must let you know how your observations are somewhat incomplete. You only mentioned one thing that I need to change. You only saw one thing in me, and you only brought that one thing to my attention. But that one thing is woefully incomplete. And though my response here may surprise you, I must inform you that you are working with incomplete data. You do not know me as well as you think you might understand me. The worst news and what you are not aware of is I have been sinning much longer than our brief relationship. The harder truth is I have sinned so much in my life that it would be impossible for me to recount all the bad things that I have done. Let's just say it's complicated This admission that I'm making to you is not a boast by any means. I am not bragging at all. I'm just stating the obvious. You saw one needle in a haystack. As I look in the rearview mirror of my life, I see the entire haystack, that which you don't know, which is why I said you are working with incomplete data. I suspect if I could pile up all of my sins, it would far surpass anything that you have done, and it would most certainly surpass what you think you know about me. I'm not sure how else to break this to you, so here you go. Not only have I messed up the way that you say I have, but it was my sin that put Christ on the cross It was because of me the Father executed his Son on Adam's tree. It was because of me the Savior silently and humbly chose to die. The things you know about me that are wrong and most certainly need to change, I do need to change those things, and that's why I'm so grateful. But those things do not compare to what I have done to my Lord. And though I am grateful for your courage and grace to bring my sin to my attention, I am even more aware of what I have done to the Son of God. Please do not misunderstand me. I am not downplaying what you have brought to my attention. And my response is not a journey into morbid introspection. I do not embrace worm theology, for I have been saved God has redeemed me from a horrible pit, and though I can look back in that pit from the rock from which I stand, 
It is not a morbid journey into introspection. It's just stating the reality of where I was polluted before God found me. And it is because of my awareness of my sin against my Lord that I am going to joyfully and aggressively repent of these things that you have now shared with me. Thanks for caring for me. And it is this awareness of my sin against the Lord that brings me hope regarding the things that you have brought to my attention. My Savior will not only forgive me of these new sins, but he will give me the grace I need to overcome them because I am his forever forgiven, forever adopted, forever justified child. So thank you for reminding me of the gospel once again by bringing up these needed corrections in my life. And I pray you will not hold back when you see me dishonoring my Lord in the future. Perchance I do, because I have the power to change through him who saved me. I need friends like you to help me see where I need to change. Rick. That is a a response to gospel-centered correction or a gospel-centered response to criticism. I'll get it right. If you want to read this, I would love for you to read it. I would really love for you to meditate upon it and look up all these verses. Sometimes we can be too self-important, too insensitive, too touchy, too fearful, too insecure to where when people come to us and correct us, that we don't receive it well, and if we don't receive it well, it could indicate that we truly do not understand the gospel. And there are many aspects to the gospel, and one of those aspects is the worst thing that could ever be said about you was said on Calvary's Hill. And if you understand that, then you can receive the corrective care from those who love you. Even when they do it imperfectly, it will also help you to receive the harsh words of those, uh, those who really don't care for you and do it imperfectly. The gospel can help you to respond to the words of others. If you want to talk about this, please go to our website. I am Rick Thomas. You can find me at rickthomas.net. It would be a joy to serve you there. Thanks so much for listening. Your Daily Drive is a production of rickthomas.net, a global community that is seeking to live more productive and inspiring lives. If you'd like to learn more about our community, please go to rickthomas.net, rickthomas.net.